Would you look and at that? Would you look at that? Um, <laughs> apparently, horrible. apparently the fizzle the fizzle intro is just it's broken. Um, <laughs> nothing I can do right now to get that thing to go. No. Damn it! That's two in a row, Mike. Um, you're back though. Mike has come home for this. Oh no, we can't get the fizzle intro going too. I saw that the last one. It's horrible, <sighs> horrible. What are we doing with our lives? What are How we doing? How am I supposed to get lives? jacked up, man? This is just so like wah wah wah. But hey, wah, I'm here. Wah, wah. That's two in a row, man. Uh, there's one way you get jacked. Um, you get Mike back on the stream. You know, we're gonna have to uh, get this sorted out, huh? Like this is big time. This is unacceptable. <laughs> I need to talk. I need to talk to my. Uh, guy who sets everything up uh whoops that's me yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have a stern talking to with him this is fucking bad what's going oh, on everyone how we doing man sunday night ama i missed y'all so much we had to do a special one we're here sunday night gonna do one i'm back i i came home i'm coming home tell the world i'm coming home i'm coming home <laughs> man I, I, we we kind of impromptu decided to do this uh your first day back we're like you know we haven't seen each other in a minute and done any content. We want the people to be a part of it, you know? So how was Florida, man? Let's let's get into a little bit of the McNutted Land Shark special times, um, underdog drafts, and then we'll get into, you know, uh, the big news, DeAndre Hopkins, man. It was good. Uh, a little bit more tan. I uh, went to the beach, did some pool. I got to hang out with uh, with my dad at the, the bar a lot, the retirement home. Love it. <laughs> Not retirement <clears throat> home, but retirement community. It's Florida. It's basically the same thing. It's like everybody there's fifty plus. I <laughs> love it. Me, <laughs> me. It's good. And uh, drank some Land Shark for the first time. Good beer. I like it. Uh, might be hooked now. It's actually pretty delicious. Had some crab. Went toward uh, the Daytona International Speedway. Did that one. So if you're down there sometime, I do recommend that. That was only like twenty three dollars, twenty four dollars a person. It's about an hour. Taking on a tram. All the way through the infield, take you to Victory Lane, get to take pictures. Uh, the NASCAR crew was out there doing their ride-alongs. I didn't do that because I had the wife and kid, but for like 175 bucks, they take you around three laps, 170 miles an hour plus. Let's go. I love it. Hey, uh, you know what, Mike? I, you want to you want to call that the pre-show? You have anything else you want to say? Um, you know about the about the trip and everything before we do the pre-show? No, I'm gonna I'll get the physical intro, man. I'll get us going. You know. Do, do you got it figured out? I got to figure it out. I need right. the hype. Like, this feels stale. All right. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, need, I think we need it in our lives. You Cut us out. Miracles. Fizzle in the house. Fizzle, what what's up, Fizzle? good, man? Fizzle, glad to have you here. Let's go. This the South Harmon Podcast. Glad you here today. Hit that Patreon link if you here to stay. Dynasty best ball, that's my favorite way. 40 chess trade show. Let's make a trade today or check the AMA. You know Adam at the ATM. Mike always in the building. He gonna stay with him. They gon' start every show off with their own trade Fantasy's a big ocean, they made their own wave Make sure you tap in there Tuesdays and Saturdays Tuesday night, Saturday morning, ain't no better way Hit that notification bell when the news break Go subscribe right now, don't get the news late Destination Devi, that's the team Dynasty football, man, that's my favorite thing I remember Biggie said it was all a dream Now people watching on their phone and computer screens welcome to the team Now that there feels right. Goes. Now that there feels right. There it goes. Now we can do it, man. It just felt off. Without it was fizzle, stale, man. Without, with no fizzle, man, you know? it's so stale. And the haters, right? The haters that we get in the YouTube comments, they would win. And I can't let them fucking win, right? We're It'd dropping be, F-bomb already. Yeah. We, uh, luck, you know what's great? Because we did the pre-show, this doesn't get us canceled. It wasn't within the first two minutes. See? I had to do that for you. So uh, I think we also lost Mike here. We might be frozen. Um... Anyway, we'll figure Mike out, hopefully. Um, everybody, what's going on? We had to get Fizzle's intro in here. Um, 
Mike, are you back? Oh, there he is. All right. He's fuzzy. I don't know what happened. It's all right. Mike, it'd be like if you went to a club and there was no music. You know, you just like, you're in there, stale, empty, looking around. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do with my hands. Right. Well, it also feels that way being back for the first time. Like, what do I do with my hands? I I I was going to say, how how does it feel to be back in the captain's chair, man? Uh, Someone in here said daddy's home, so... (laughs) <laughs> Daddy's home. Daddy's home. No, I had a great vacation, but I, I'm glad to be back. You know what it is when you're away from your uh, your bed, your house for a week. You just uh, by the last couple of days, you're just like, get me back. <clears throat> then you got to do all the traveling. Atlanta airport always sucks. Uh, the the plane ride from Atlanta back here was horrible. They put you in this like tiny shell. I thought I was a uh, clutch sitting in the exit row, but they sat me next to the other biggest dude on the entire plane. So we're both like this the whole time for two hours. Oh, it was miserable. So I'm glad to be back. If y'all didn't catch it too, uh, kind of got to cross something off my bucket list today, Adam. I got to do Sirius XM fantasy dude, radio. Oh, man, you, 87. Bro, you know what's crazy? I was so excited for it and I was so exhausted. I ended up uh, taking a nap and I fucking didn't make the wake up start and I missed you, buddy. So I don't know if there's a way for me to listen to it back too. It's going to be on the SiriusXM app, so if you got SiriusXM, you got the app. Okay. It'll be on there. Down up there. Show. Uh, Alan Soslowski is the one who invited me on. Glad we could link up our, a guy who taps into our show, uh, Kevin Bocklich, K-Bock. Uh, he kind of hooked us up with a league. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was in that league with, uh, with Stapa. <laughs> with Stapa. Dude, with me and him, were, uh, we, we had our first like conversation through Sleeper DM, basically over that whole debacle. Love Kevin. Good, good. Uh, but uh, it, it was incredible. It was good to... Alan, Alan's a good guy, and uh, it's one of those kind of guys. When you when you meet him and talk to him for the first time, I'm like, we could do a four hour show together, you know, just that kind of vibe. So we'll get Alan on shortly here on an AMA, a trade show, something. We're going to link up, uh, probably do some stuff on his podcast that he does for RotoWire as well. Uh, but if you got a chance, go check it out. Uh, I was nervous as hell. Uh, it's a little bit different, man. I, I'm comfortable with you guys. I'm comfortable with this audience. You know the people in here. We get new yeah. guests all the time, but you know we got the same crew, it seems, every single time we go live, and I appreciate you all for that. I'm comfortable with you all. You get on SiriusXM, I'm like, I don't know who the hell's listening. My aunt from that I don't even know. <laughs> Could be right? My wife might hear about this at work. <laughs> it's... It was a little bit different. Oh, I got a little shit. bit too amped up, but uh, we made it through. It was a good time. It was a good time. You love to see it, man. Um, so uh, I'm gonna have to t- take a look at that and uh, listen in on that. I I know the nerves, but I also know like the those little nerves weren't nothing, man. McNutt's always killing shows when he gets on. It's just just what he does. Uh, I I do, man. I feel for you on that way home. I, my way home from New York. By the way, that trip to New York I had was awesome. But man, the uh, the the way home was brutal. They canceled my flight just out of the out of, like supposed to get on the airport in probably three hours, and then flight's been canceled. Then they try to book my flight out two days later. Um, there's no planes leaving from all three New York airports going out out uh, to the Midwest. You know, Ohio. Apparently, no one they don't give a fuck about anyone from Ohio. You know, so. <laughs> They have they they I have to get on a bus, Mike, because I I really didn't want to take off more time. I've already taken time off work. I didn't want to be like, hey, I'm not coming in Monday or Tuesday as well, you know, considering we're going to be make, taking off time for the expo. Right. I have to get my ass on a, on a fucking bus to go to Philly, two hours. I literally what you're talking about is me. I'm in I'm on the in the window, just nowhere to go. Some big person's right on the left of me, just totally giving me no no room. Get off there, and then I get. So the gate, which is supposed to leave at six, sitting at that gate from six until like ten. So it was just the whole day was travel and got nothing done. Brutal. Rough. Rough, yeah, man. We were rough. like uh, passing birds, man. <laughs> You're coming, I'm leaving. They're like, you know what? These, well, they're like, you know, South Harmon's taking off. We're coming up to shit on those planes up there, man. Forget those dudes. Um <laughs> listen, we appreciate everybody tapping in. Let, let's get into some stuff today, Mike. Let's talk about Initial reactions, uh, New Copkins going to Tennessee. Um, for yeah. him, like just the, the initial thoughts of him going there and then how does it affect Dynasty? Uh, for me, uh, he's been a value for a while, especially on, I mean, you don't want him on a rebuilder for sure. But if you had him on a rebuilder, now you got another reason to sell him <laughs> right now. Little little news bump. I think he's going to do fine. Uh, he's still a value where you were getting him, what you were paying for him. I mean, anytime somebody's a free agent, it does feel like we kind of knock him down too much. Where, where they just keep falling and falling in ADP and value. Um, he'll be good there. The the one that I don't agree with, and I've seen quite a bit around Twitter, is like this somehow kills Traylon Burks. 
Like, nah, I'm good, man. It isn't like, you know, I've heard some examples in the past couple of weeks where it's like, you know, NFL teams telling you what, what they're thinking and what they're doing by bringing in other things. If it's at the wide receiver position, like wide receiver one and two, we've seen offenses function with, like, you need two wide receivers. You really do. I don't care how good Jalen Waddle was his rookie year. That offense was even better and dynamite with both of him and Tyreek Hill on the field. When it comes to the wide receiver position, I don't really care what it does to the quote-unquote only wide receiver one on the team when they bring in another guy of that caliber. So in this case, Nuke and Traylon. Traylon's still going to be fine in my opinion. The only fantasy implications it does is when like some team brings in a good tight end because there's usually only one tight end on the field at a time or they bring in a good running back. Yeah, That's when the touch squeeze really starts at the wide receiver position. I really don't care. We talked about this all last year when it was was A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, right? And even I jumped on the panic of the Devontae Smith thing, especially after week one. And what happened? They were both good. doesn't really matter. There's, an, there's enough footballs to go around, right? There's only one football, but there's enough balls, passing attempts to go around in right. the offense. So it's it's not as great for Traylon because we were kind of thinking he's just going to get force-fed targets because they didn't have any other option. Uh, the only one for me that it actually kills is uh, if you were still riding the the Chickaquanku thing, like with all the negative that we have talked about. Mm, good point. Not very good for him. Um, and in best ball for best ball leagues, man, I was kind of getting excited to throw some darts at Kyle Phillips just because who the hell else are they throwing the football to? Like, give me that third option. And uh, that pretty much just put the nail in the coffin. <laughs> like, even in best ball leagues, now nah, I'm good, man. Let's see you, Kyle. Catch yeah. You. Yeah, definitely. I think. Um... I think he kind of hit it on the head. I, what, what for you with Nuke right now? Like him landing there, um, whether you had him or don't. What what does it do for him specifically? Are you willing to buy for a certain price now? Is it, it kind of takes the uh, the upside of him going to you know a KC or a Buffalo or something like that off the off the table? Um, like what, how do you feel about valuing him? And if you have him, is it? It feels kind of gross. It doesn't feel like you're going to get a big boom in value to trade him away. So I'm just curious what your right. thoughts are. I may I may bump him up my ranks just because subconsciously, like I said, when he's a free agent, you just kind of knock him down. But it's so hard. Like, I, I really feel like he's just one of those guys who's in that that wide receiver, like 28 to like 38, 40 tier, where I just go, okay, uh, in dynasty-wise. For one season, yeah, he'll probably produce better than those numbers. But, like – in those kind of guys, I'm, I'm, I don't really want to pay a first for because there's so many of them, right? Like if you mm-hmm. talk about Deontay Johnson's going to be in that tier, George Pickens is in that tier, a guy that you and I have talked about extensively, Debo Samuel is kind of in that tier, right? We've seen mm. Debo have awesome years too, but do you really feel good if you send away a first for him, right? And just because there's so many of those no. guys, you know how like I I'm feel. good. Right. I always feel like you're just leaving money on the table because you have so many options at that like tier of wide receiver. Right. Um, so I think if I had him and somebody sent me a first for him, like, all right, see ya. Like, I'll just move on because I can re-roll this into something else that's going to be very similar, if not better for me in the long term. So if I'm buying, I don't know, send two seconds for him. That's my tops, honestly. Definitely not sending a first, especially no. not this time of a year. Like, because here's the thing let's say he plays well like even it gets later like what's is someone really going to ask for more than a first for nuke like i i maybe but they ain't getting it probably so to me it makes no sense to do that now because you don't even know what it's going to look like when he gets there you know what i mean i think on just draft capital that's kind of where i'm at now ideally i would rather do something like if I'm I'm a contending team and somebody has a, a DeAndre Hopkins that they're willing to part with, like maybe I would send a guy like Jamison Williams, right? Maybe I send him player for player. I could as do a that because we we, right. we we both agree on like his cost, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, the other one, like if people really believe in Jonathan Mingo or Elijah Moore, or Rasheed Rice, like one of these guys, if I'm on a contender, want to pair them with a second term or see if. Maybe they would do it straight up. I don't think they would, but if you got to attach a second to it, if I'm a contending dynasty roster, I think that's what I'd rather do. I don't want to send my first, though. I'd, there's so much I can buy in season with a first that I'm probably going to diamond hand the shit out of it. I'm with you. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I would definitely send a JMO type, though. I'd be willing to do that. So, somebody that has that 
name cachet that might feel like a first for people, but that I'm quietly out on or not quietly in Jamo's case, right? The only thing I want to caution people against too, I've already seen it on Twitter is like, well, the Titans didn't throw the ball a lot last year. Let's also focus and give some context, man, because people do this shit all the time. Like they're only going to throw the ball. I think I saw somebody put like 415 times, which was less than they actually threw the ball last year. So one, that's already a fallacy and it's not going to happen, which would be a historic low. But the other thing, Adam, like remember that Malik Willis started quite a few games last year. And he had some games where he had like eight pass attempts, 10 pass attempts. Like those are historic lows. That's not going to happen again. All right? right. So when you're looking at the whole offense as a whole, just know whether it's Tannehill or Levis takes over at some point this season or Tannehill rides it out, doesn't really matter. I would think that the passing numbers would probably be a lot closer to 2021 than they were 2022. And if they're 2021, they're below league average, but they're still, you know, 31, 32 pass attempts per game, which is more than enough to sustain fantasy success for two wide receivers in that offense. Yep. I'm with you. Um, okay, Mike. So let, let me just ask you this then. Right now, I'm going to do a, uh, a little keep trade cut thing before we get into questions. Okay. Let's, do some, let's do some comparisons. What do you think? Do it. All right. It. So let's go right now. I'm going to give you a layup. Uh, Christian Kirk or him? I'd say Christian Kirk. To be honest, dynasty long term. With you. Um, all right, so let's go a little lower. Hollywood Brown. Ooh. I'm actually this is gonna sound weird, Adam, especially coming from me. Oh no. And where I've been at. I'm really starting to warm up to the Hollywood Brown thing. Just okay. because when I was I getting look worried. At that that's, offense, that's I'm with you. Just because when I look at that offense, it's like you got to throw the ball to somebody, man, and that is by far and away the best playmaker at the wide receiver position on that offense. Like, I will I will rondell more truther until I die. But Hollywood Brown is actually a producer at the wide receiver position that we have seen. So I think I'll take Hollywood long term. I mean, he's only 26. Okay, only so 26. let me ask you a, a question then. Is Hollywood worth on, like, a really strong best ball team a late first? Maybe, but he still falls into that range. Even if I boost Hollywood above D Hop, I still can't put You'd him. You'd rather in not the, do it. Yeah, for me, I can't put him in like the Addison, Godwin, Amari Cooper range. That's fair. I just can't do it. Um, Kadarius Tony or Nuke? Oh, I'll take Nuke. No question about it. I think everyone passes. Well, let me ask you. Uh, let's go one for one. Let's go age. There's literally a month between these guys. Keenan Allen. I'm. I'm still gonna take Nuke. I'm gonna take Nuke. Um, as much as like concerns I have about you just touched on it, age and injury, uh, you think about uh, the ten game season that he played previous. Nuke, he had his suspension last year, but before he only got ten games, and before he kind of got hurt. Keenan Allen's got a lot of injury problems himself, and I think I would rather just take him. Like it's it's Nuke and it's it's Traylon are the only people that scare me in that offense right now. Mm-hmm. I know the offense, the passing offense is much better in LA, especially with Kellen Kellen Moore coming in and calling plays. Like we're pretty excited about it with Justin Herbert slinging the rock. Right. But you got Austin Eckler to feed. You got Keenan Allen. You got Mike Williams, and they just drafted another receiver in Quentin Johnson. Quentin Johnson. And, and and yeah, and Gerald Everett is no slouch at tight end. So uh, I feel a lot more comfortable about the target consolidation. Uh, in Tennessee with, with DeAndre Hopkins. So I'll take D-Hop there. <clears throat> All right. Um, Mighty Booch is trying to stay uh, awake with us. Says um, trying to. <laughs> anyway, we'll see if we can get this question before Mighty Booch is out of here. If not, you can go back and listen to it, obviously. Uh, in, in case I fall asleep, if you had Josh Allen and Deshaun Watson in a 12-team Superflex Start 10 lineup league with 18 deep benches, so you're talking there's 28 on the roster there, <clears throat> how important is a third quarterback? What would you spend? Um... Like I'll take this one. I don't know what your what what your thoughts are if they differ from this. For me, yes, I absolutely one third quarterback. That's important. So from the roster construction standpoint, I, I want to have a third. I don't need to have more than that unless I'm in a horde. And I probably don't want more than that unless I'm in a horde. Frankly, <clears throat> especially with this roster size of 28, like that's a little slimmer than you probably realize if you're in some of those leagues which roster 30, 35. That 28 already gets closer to the line if you got to make decisions that are uncomfortable on guys you wouldn't think you'd have to cut in dynasty. So three is the answer. How much am I willing to spend is the the, the big question here, though. Um, for me, I want to be somewhere in that like quarterback 18 to 24-ish mix that I feel like has you know a, a real chance of 
being okay. They don't have to be high end upside, you know, but like Mac Jones, Kenny Pickett, I'm perfectly fine with guys like that being my quarterback three, Mike. Um, I don't need to spend, I don't want to spend a bunch really to go have a great quarterback three. I'd rather have someone that's slides in with replaceable level starter ability, you know, nothing crazy, but I need them for bye weeks and I need them in a pinch of an injury. That's, that's really my answer. So I don't want to get crazy and spend more than, you know, a first plus to have my quarterback three. I want to keep it somewhere much lighter than that. I've seen teams have two elite quarterbacks and not have a third. And I understand like in lineup leagues, you can get by with it. I don't like to do it. Uh, You'll never catch me do it. Um, I'll get a little bit more crusty than you will. Like we just talked about Tennessee. Like I am completely fine having Ryan Tannehill as my QB three or a Jimmy Garoppolo as my QB three. If I already have two studs, I just need that guy to fill in when I need to. So like what I'm willing to spend I give you a second for a quarterback, but I'm not paying anything more than that. I will not spend a first for a Jared Goff. I will not spend a first for a Mac Jones or any of those kinds. Kenny Pickett, hard pass. Uh, I'll give you a second, and I'll go bargain bin shopping at quarterback because there's so many that you can get that I only need a handful of starts from because every single week if I look at my third QB, I'm starting Josh Allen and I'm starting Deshaun Watson if they're healthy and not on by. Yep. Okay. So uh, let's get into some other questions here. All right. Rambo says 12 team, uh, super flex, tight end premium, starting 10, trade review. He gave Pickett in Aminara St. Brown and Swift, pretty good package, got back Herbert and Ayuk. Um, start 10, I mean, says QBs now are Herbert, Kyler Stroud, PS Warp Tools, a game changer for the team building strategy. Keep up the good work, fellas. Yeah. Uh, I, Smashed I, it. I agree with the Warp part, but this is a. This is way too easy. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I'd much rather have St. Amonra uh, than I would have Ayuk. At, at the cost of Pickett and Swift, this is all, th- this type of a league, yeah. I don't know the league specifically. I would, I would, you know, to really give you, like, the intri- intricate context, I would need to see um, the scoring and the warp, obviously. But just on generic face value, if we're starting 10 lineup league, this is Herbert by a mile unless there's something crazy yeah. that I don't know about with the league. Smash the hell out of this one. Um, yeah. Like I said, I love Amon Ra, and I much have, have him than Ayuk. I'm a big fan of Swift, and I will fight everyone who denies Kenny Pickett incoming breakout that's coming. But this is easy, man. You take Justin Herbert, and you take the receiver and Ayuk back, and you can have those three pieces. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, there's Corey, man. Corey, we're, we're doing the trade show after this. Let's say um, – there's two oh, deals in there, of one of which I'm I'm not gonna grade very favorably on your side. I'll just I'm not I'm gonna I'm not even gonna sugarcoat it today. Period. I already told him, man. We were playing some Rocket League earlier. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, they nice, got me man. Now I'm a Rocket League. I'm a bro. That that hard, that hard Rocket ball. League in there is it's it's something serious. Like I, I I look down and they're in there all the time. It's awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna quit doing fantasy and I'm gonna be a professional Rocket Leaguer. I think I don't know. I'm horrible. But <laughs> I, I was going to say that would be, I, I would actually, I, I need to play more. I, I imagine I'm going to suck, but, uh, you know, yeah. it's what, it's what the shitheads. I, I'm willing to suck with the shitheads and something, you know, <laughs> they got to carry, they got to carry me. Um, all right, let's see what we got here. Question wise, any other questions y'all got? I don't see a ton of questions sitting around. A lot of just comments, people hanging out, chilling. Appreciate everyone tapping in by the way. Um, so let's see, Mike, we got a pers- few around here. Yeah, we got a few. I'm, I'm just pulling them up, try, trying to star them so I don't miss any. What percentage of your auction startup funds would you allocate to quarterbacks in a 12-team Superflex start 11? Great question. I think we've touched on this before, but let's let's give it to them. I'm I'm comfortable up to up to 65, 70%, Adam, to be completely honest. Now, you don't necessarily have to do it. It kind of depends on where the value is and how much like some of the ancillary quarterbacks are going for. Um, it also depends if people start sleeping on other quarterbacks. I'm a big guy for price enforcing and super flex auctions on quarterbacks for sure. But um, at the end of the day, man, if let's just say hypothetically, I started out and I got Patrick Mahomes for 350 and I got Josh Allen for 350. Right? There's a thousand dollar auction budget right there. I've spent 70. percent I don't have a lot of funds to play with, but I have two top three two top four however you want to rank them quarterbacks to the top two doesn't really matter i have two elite quarterbacks which is something that nobody else in the league is going to have and i don't have to worry about quarterback position for a very very long time right four five years i don't have to worry about my quarterback spot uh yeah i'll kind of figure it out later 
Like I'll just figure the rest of my roster out. Whether that means I kind of punt year one and I just load up with, you know, young youth pieces that I can get a value or what happens a lot in auctions, man, especially dynasty auction startups, is those old guys, those DeAndre Hopkins of the world, the Keenan Allens, right? The Ezekiel Elliott's, Leonard Fournette's, like these kind of guys, they get overlooked and they go for dirt cheap, and you can build yourself a pretty strong contender with two elite quarterbacks and just a bunch of throw-ins that you got for the $250 that was remaining in your budget. So 70%, I'm pretty comfortable up there. No problem about it. Um, ideally, I probably want to be in that 60% range, but 70% if you can get those elite guys, go for it. Yeah, I think, I think too, the other big part here that I don't know, Don Juan just says start 11. Like, if this is lineup especially, too, like, we do a ton of these auctions in best ball. And even in best ball, I'd be willing to spend – 70% feels strong, but honestly, I'd be willing to probably spend it if I knew how I was going to allocate the rest of it, knowing that i just walk away with two of those elite guys, two of the top four, like you're talking about. Right. But if it's lineup start 11, like it's lineup – there I'm even more willing to do it and maybe even go up to like 75% and just make sure I'm filling the positions I need to in roster construction afterwards because if you have, let's say, you know, Allen and Mahomes in a start start 11 lineup league, I mean, you, you're constantly at that point just trying to figure out the rest of the positions and you, and you can do that so much easier than you can replace one of those elite level quarterbacks in a league like that. I think that's too, if you, if you were to do that and spend that much at quarterback – and then you try to build a contender, definitely just pick a position that you're going to punt. Um, preferably not wide receiver, though. Punt running back and just try to get some fill-ins or, or punt the tight end position entirely and try to yeah. hit the, you know, this year's Tyler Higby, right? Like try to try to hit that guy or try to hit some of these rookies like a Bellinger, you know, uh, Kate Otten, uh, Quanquo, Dolchich, like those guys from last year where you're like, yeah, I can start him for a few weeks, right? I can get a few weeks out of them. Just pick a position that you're going to punt because you're so loaded at quarterback. You got that massive advantage. If somebody wants to try to make up that massive advantage with a you know really good tight end room, yeah, best of luck to them. <laughs> like, good luck to you, man. All right, I'll see you uh, not in the championship. So um, yeah, no no problem there. All yours, <clears throat> uh, Brandon L. Warp can be applied to how to roster build for a redraft league, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the best parts about the tool is the roster construction completely adapts to what the sleeper of the MFL league is. So. It'll tell you roster construction. It'll totally change Scott, based on that. Scott Connor's been doing a great series with the Scott oh, yeah. Fishbowl. Scott Fishbowl. Right? There you go. Yep. Right. He's been doing uh, the Warp series, drafting his roster based on his his findings from Warp and how he wants to build it out based on that league settings and scoring. So, been pretty good uh, for me. Uh, down in vacation, right? I'm in a underdog legal state. Yeah. Uh, I was not, and uh, apparently, if you start a bunch of slow drafts in a legal state you get to continue them even when you come back to a state that's not so underdog friendly so uh i hammered the piss out of them and, and i've been using warp to draft my underdog rosters yeah absolutely I, th I think in redraft especially like because i think in dynasty i can because there's typically longer benches i can i can veer from roster construction a little more as long as i stay somewhat involved in that don't get too off the beaten path and i'm be okay and in like these redraft leagues where it's very condensed as far as your benches I think it's even a little more important in those leagues. Right. Uh, the biggest one for me was like these underdog drafts. Everybody wants the wide receivers, right? Like wide receivers are the hot thing, and I'm looking at it and going, it's half PPR on underdog, Adam. It's half PPR. Right, meaning, right. Meaning that the wide receivers and running backs are literally overlaid as far as warp goes, neck, neck and neck. But you get in the drafts, and you'll literally have the choice of like wide receiver 22, 23, 24, 25, and RB8, 9 is still sitting there on the board. Now, wide receiver 8 or 9 is equal in warp to the running back, but wide receiver 22, 23 is not. No, not even <laughs> it close. Is not. There you're so. just kind of chasing. I mean, you know, you might get a random spike week out of someone like that, but consistency and spike weeks are not coming mostly from those later on receivers I'm, in that I'm format. I'm just trying to find the guys who are giving me the most amount of points, man. So mm -hmm. the underdog warp tool like has been awesome. Yes, it does work for those. Which is shout out to Koopa. Uh, that's what I use. So when you get the warp tool and you first go into it, his username is auto-populated and he has a bunch of generic leagues in there that he keeps uh, just so you can see those scoring settings. And one of them is underdog best ball underdog super flex uh and then he just has some generic leagues in there as well yep yeah the warp tool is a game changer man a uh, whole last trade show uh and one we're going to do today like obviously not the ones that are layups i mean these leagues that are layups you don't need to see the warp to know that no. you know you shouldn't pay three first for russell wilson or uh, two first in a second right but you know 
warp in general is one of those where if it's close enough in value, I'm going to take a look at the warp tool. There's even sometimes where like you see a crazy deal, right, Mike? And I'm like, one specifically from last week was uh, Jared Goff was being acquired for AJ Brown. And I'm like, I have to pull up warp because this if this is not an economy where that red line is just trending way, way higher than the receivers, like I, I can't even understand this deal going through. And you at least can see that that's the economy, right? It's a ridiculously high warp of quarterbacks. So someone probably feels super unsexy about it, but they're in a bad position, and that's why they had to make a trade like that. So right. I think you can see a ton of stuff with warp that you maybe weren't thinking about too. So um, anyway, all right, Amy DeLisa has got a 12-team, one quarterback, Mike. I, Mike is coming home, man. One QB leagues. Let's go. 1.5 tight end premium. We're starting eight. Oh, I love this. This is a Mike question. If I've ever seen it, yes. Amy, thank you so much for this question. This, this for me, feels like a super chat. My energy levels just got really high. Small roster, start 20. Would you pay Kincaid, Dotson, 24 second for Mandrews? Rock solid at running back. Have Kittle and Joku Cup, Judy, uh, Quentin Johnson, Brooke, uh, Cooks, Bateman, and Renfro. The answer for, well, what do you think, Mike? The answer for me is yes. Uh, in, in a league this shallow, you don't have many opportunities to make up the gaps at tight end, and Mandrews is a complete uh, positional advantage. I'm probably not starting and start eight one quarterback Dotson. If I am, I don't feel great about it. And Kincaid, I'm just getting rid of the fact that he's overvalued in price at this point. Yeah, I'm with you. I I send this immediately. <clears throat> yeah, I pay this. Uh, and this is me going like fade tight end, fade tight end. Now I will say this: we were just talking about underdog. I have become more more open to the idea of Mark Andrews this year. Like I'm willing to take the shot that maybe we'll get Mark Andrews a lot closer to Travis Kelsey like a couple of years ago, like how we had. And I think Mark Andrews was actually above Travis Kelsey, maybe in 2020, as far as warp goes. Yep. Um, yeah. Like I'm, I'm open to it, but it's Mark Andrews and it's Travis Kelsey. And then I really don't care about tight end. That includes Dalton Kincaid, start eight, send them uh, immediately after you do this. So if you get Mark Andrews, you're shopping Kittle and Joku immediately, just seeing what somebody will give for you. Um, seeing if you can maybe make something back. Hell, send them both and go get a good wide receiver or pair. Another one that you have on your bench, like a Kittle and Bateman. And there you go. See if you get a better wide receiver opposite a cup, something like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely with you there. All right, let's, um, let's get into another one here. Um, random question. What's your favorite wide receiver and running back outside the top 12 that can break into the top 12 with their position? Okay, Mike, I'll let you start. I, I got a couple in mind, but I'm trying to think of favorite is a little bit different because you got to pick one, right? So we're going like in current dynasty ranks? like Yeah. Keep trade cut. Okay. Yeah, keep, keep trade cut dynasty ranks. Let's go with. All right. So I got a wide receiver, current wide receiver, and running back. All right, I'll start at the wide receiver that I think could break into the top 12. Let's do, let's just make sure too. like, don't, don't give us a um, dynasty valued wide receiver like Cooper cup. That's, uh, you know, like as immediately as I pull it up, don't like, I was just, I I was going to say, I'm not, we're not answering the question that way. Don't, we're not looking for a layup. Yeah. Come on now. Let's bring in the Kembe. Let's, let's get that shit out of here. All right. So Devonte Adams is off that list. Um, the first one that actually stuck out to me, and I know this is going to seem, this is going to seem weird, mm-hmm. um, but I, I think I think Brandon Ayuk has all the tools, and he has some very good markers to eventually put up a wide receiver one season, and I think it might be this year. Even though I hate Brock Purdy, Ayuk, <laughs> I think it's Brandon Ayuk. I think it's Brandon Ayuk for me. I like that one. It was honestly, it was kind of where my my mind's going. The the only thing I'll say with him is like. I, I think he has all the tools and I think he I think he really does have the tools to truly be elite. The only the only issue for him is gonna be like last year you saw uh a spurt of time where Debo was out, right? You saw a spurt of time when Kittle was not healthy again. Now you got Christian right. McCaffrey coming over. So it's just my thing is gonna be if he can actually take another step forward and get his target share into the range, which gives him top twelve upside. I think though that's definitely would be one of the ones I'm I'm looking towards. I don't know, Mike. Is this is this cheating if I say Amari Cooper? Nope, nope. That's that, another really good one. Those are the two. Those are the two that are like locked in for me. Those are, those would be the two. All right, I'll 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 take the easy way out too, and I'll give you two more. All right, two more that I kind of like. Right, Michael Pittman. I know we thought it was going to be last year, but this year I really feel it. I mean, if we're going to like Anthony Richardson to the point we like a Rich, that is pretty much his only target. 
as far as I'm concerned. You can you can miss me with the Antoine Pierce thing. You can miss me with all the tight ends, the Jelani Woods, the the Will Mallory's that I have all over the place. I really <laughs> Kylan Granson. I don't care. It's it's the Michael Pittman show. Consolidation of targets. A Rich is going to have to throw the ball eventually. And uh, Michael Pittman is just so damn good. I think he could break it and have one of those seasons, especially with the touchdowns. The other one I'll give you. And, uh, Adam, you might not like this one. Oh, no. (laughs) You might not like this one. Don't do this to me. Deontay Johnson. Ooh. I know it was bad last year, but also remember, he literally had zero fucking touchdowns. Zero. Yeah. Zero. That is not going to happen again. You know what happened the year before when he had eight touchdowns? A wide eighth receiver overall. One yeah, eighth overall. Receiver <laughs> one finish. I, 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 think, I think the pick is going to be better. I think the offense is going to be better in uh, Pittsburgh. So Deontay Johnson, I can see having a wide receiver one season, and nobody values him like that at all. All right, then let's let's get into the weeds, Mike. Let's do um, you know the thing we really enjoy. Let's talk running back. Ooh, running back outside the top twelve. This this is. This is a lot easier. This one's a lot easier. I'm going to tell you the thing about this question for running back versus receiver. Realistically, finding the receiver, there will be one. There might even be two. There could be three. But that's a tough thing to do because um, outside of injuries, the guys that are realistically competing for top 12 are so so solidified, right? Running back, man, (laughs) I could could see there's a scenario of five people easily outside the top 12 in like dynasty value or what we think. That right. you weren't thinking at all that finish inside the top twelve. I could see this being I'm a not, long list, long list. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say Tony Pollard. I'm not gonna say Derrick Henry because those are easy layups, man. Those are are two easy layups. I got, I got one. I got one right off the top. Najee Harris. I mean, I just went with the Deontay Johnson thing. Najee Harris. I'm big on Najee <laughs> Harris this year. Um, and then I'll give you two a little bit deeper. Okay. And one of them, one of them's your guy, man. One of them's your guy. I'll give say you credit. It. I give you credit. Cam Akers. Let's go. Cam fucking Akers. Cam right, Akers. But the other one. That's mine. You, the other one. All right. Philly Roots, baby. DeAndre Swift. Oh, man. Okay. Those are going to be two of the ones that I was thinking. Um, I think that Cam Akers, honestly, Mike, it, it it's weird because last year, um, I, I still, it, it's so troublesome to me and like weird to try to think about how last year went, right? Week one, dude's not playing hardly at all. Uh, Darrell Henderson's getting all the work and then you know midway through the season Cam Akers is not he's literally healthy scratches they won't they can't trade him by the deadline they don't want to trade him like his dynasty value went to a a dark place right people were like ready to just trade him away for anything then they end up actually cutting Darrell Henderson he couch surfs surfs the whole rest of the year at a position where people are calling up guys all the time you know come play I mean, look at who, look at who are these some of the guys hanging around. Latavius Murray. I mean, the, these guys have been playing around forever. Darrell Henderson still doesn't have a team. That's the reason that Cam Akers didn't have. And then look how he finished. Like it's right. so bizarre. So I think it set up with only putting Zach Evans in there. He's featured. Uh, he should be getting the lion's share of the work, like you saw down the second half of the year. Now, offense can't be any worse than it was then. So um, I see top twelve easily in his upside. Mike, I, I'm going to give you one that's um, a little. I don't know if this is this is chalky, but I think uh, J.K. Dobbins. Oh, I, I kind of like that one. I kind of like that one. <clears throat> it may not be like top five upside, but I think top twelve when it's spoke that way. Like I think it's still going to be a team that runs enough. It could be a better offense with Lamar playing the whole year. He's coming off the injury last year. Now he's going to be healthy this year. Like I could see him right. being a top twelve guy. Here's a good one, dynasty wise or redraft wise, because I'm doing all these underdog drafts. I've got way too much of them already on underdog it feels like my exposure is going to be ridiculous mm-hmm. and in dynasty they have him as rb26 on keep trade cut like what the fuck joe mixon Bengals offense primary ball carrier carrier i mean are we really that scared to chase brown come on man <clears throat> or chris evans come on man like well, even on underdog he's like rb15 and adp it's stupid i'll take all the joe mixon i can get easily in that offense he could fall into the end zone and be an RB1 enough times. The, the stuff off the field, right, that was going on this offseason, um, he's had stuff off the field before, and then the the contract, them being able to get out of it. But he recently just took a big pay cut. And to me, that's a that's a big thing for him in, in the way I think he could play and the way they're going to view him. When you're when you're a team that sees like guy like that, they're iffy on, and he takes a big pay cut to stay with the team, I think that's actually mm-hmm. really, really good on, on the team side for that for him. 
I, I think his role is not going to be any different than it was in the last couple of years. I don't think he gets pass catching work all of a sudden. Like that's never been his thing, but you know, red. a good, a good offense, red zone, all the red zone touches, the valuable touches outside of, you know, third down work. I think that's all still him. So I'm with you there pretty easily. <laughs> and, and Dalvin cooks RB 34 too, man. You could throw him on the list. <laughs> I'm genuinely curious to see where he lands. And then, you know, like, does he stay healthy this late in his career? Cause we've seen how he can just be weak, like weak winning league winning when healthy and playing. So, right. uh, it'd be interesting to see how he goes. I, I, I <laughs> you can't say that he, you're not going to say he couldn't finish as a top 12 back. If you did that, I think you're crazy. I'll spare you the Antonio Gibson love for one show too. I'm, I was, I'm glad to see that you've, you know, <laughs> he's come to his senses. All right. Uh, welcome home. 10 team super flex, uh, JMO and one Oh six for Brees. Is it worth it? Mm. 10 team I think so I can see it I think so because it it dilutes the quarterback position so at 106 I'm good like I'm good because you're, you're probably going to end up at that spot with one of Bryce or CJ and in 10 team I really don't want them nearly as much as I do in a 12 team you know what I mean like yeah. I don't think in a 10 team you get Gibbs or JSN there so and that would be the reason I would say no typically yeah I'm I'm not very high on Jameis Williams if you haven't well, that that's the thing like in 10 team I'm even I'm even lower on Jamo because well I'm I'm the same I just want to get off of him even more I don't see a scenario where he ends up being really good yeah I think I'd do this I think though it's it's pretty close to the top man there's still a lot of people who really like Jamo a lot of mm-hmm. people a lot of people so you're saying basically you could you you but can you attach Jamo to 106 and get better than Brees I don't know man people are shitting their pants about Brees Hall like at least in some of the circles we run in, people losing their mind, right? Mm. He's taking notes about. We're over a hundred, by the way, Mike. Over a hundred in here. Yeah, he's taking notes because Dalvin Cook might be going there, and what's that say about him? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'll tell you I, what, all I know is Brees Hall is young and he's pretty good at football, and t- we saw even with little touches, pretty damn efficient on those touches. I tell you what it says. Uh, it says the people want to see themselves so McNutted, man. They're happy the kid oh, has man. returned. Um, all right, 12-team Superflex last, last year's Tamp decided to sell off and rebuild. Okay. He's got Cup, Adam, CMC, Eckler for three first. One will be the 101 and 24 and two late. And three seconds. So, so it's three first and three seconds. So uh, 101, two late, and three seconds for Cup, Adam, CMC, and Eckler. Four. Four. Four elite pieces. Yeah. I mean, obviously, at this time of year, a lot of these guys are devalued. Um, CMC yes. is probably the only one that hasn't seen like a big dip in keep trade cut value. I'm I'm good here, man. the the, the only yes. The only thing I would say is that like the only way this would not be would not be worth it is if your team just is so desperate on quarterbacks and you've been better off sending this for a quarterback spot, right? In a twelve team superflex, like like if I had my quarterback spot spots good. This is this is more than a smash. This is exactly what I'm looking for. Like by a mile, country mile. You know what I mean? If you just told me like four generic first and four generic seconds for Cup, Adam, CMC, and Eckler, right? To get all four of those and to immediately flip my team from rebuilder or middle of the road to elite contender. Because mm-hmm. those are all elite assets, but they're devalued because they're old, right? They're mm-hmm. old. Nobody wants them anymore. I would have been fine with it. Instead, you get it for three and three, two of them late, and I understand one of them is going to be the 101. But at this point right now, like I'm willing to bet that maybe the 101 doesn't actually become the 101. Here you like go. We see something stupid that happens. So, so my and, and by the way, I agree with everything you're saying, Mike. But my my only point was if like let's say you have you know you're starting a picket Mac Jones type at quarterback too. With exactly. these guys, you could still even win. But I, my only point is like, could you actually get an elite quarterback, which might mean more? But he already has Lamar Watson and a Rich. I mean. Yeah, this team stacked to the this tip. is this is now like <laughs> if I awesome. knowing the context of those three quarterbacks this is outrageous Mike like people got to be hating you right now after making a deal like this no like yeah I, I think if forget forget Caleb Williams I'm good you guys can have it I'll never tell people to pay us money but I think if you're gonna show off this much <laughs> that's worth like a dollar super chat <laughs> right that's what the they point. say on uh that's what they say on uh, dynasty trades and five how do they word it I forget now uh uh, it's a super flex yeah it is it's not a super chat it's a super flex yeah there you go all right um pretty good is connor going to be uh i'm out here screwing up the damn chat thing 
See, Mike, I'm off my game. Is Connor going to be a good value now that he's practically the only offensive weapon to start the season? I think he's a good value for what you can buy him for. Um, but like, I'm not getting crazy with it, man. It's still James Connor that I just kind of go, eh. like, this is also a guy that could fall off at any minute and nobody would be surprised, right? Like, if if James Connor had four games and then to do shit the rest of the year and was RB36. Would you be shocked at him? Be like, no, nah, well, I get it. Man, been banged up quite a bit. Arizona's offense was bad. No Kyler. <laughs> they couldn't run the ball. They had to throw a billion times. Right. Right. I wouldn't be shocked. Would I wouldn't be shocked. Um, but I think, I don't know, what's he cost? A third? Maybe? A late second? Yeah, I'd probably send any second that doesn't project early for Connor, honestly, in most of these leagues. Because now, now the only caveat, I guess, would be how have I built my team if it's lineup? Because in lineup leagues, like I don't necessarily need to just secure James Conner now. I think my fear with him is not that he won't get the work, but this is a guy that's gotten a lot of work lately and has, ha- has happened to stay relatively healthy, but has a bunch of injury history, right? So you could see this guy, the, the wheels fall off for him. I, I like him, but I would, I would need to know that I needed running back production right now. Otherwise, I might just rather have a generic second to trade for a running back later when I know they're healthy in a lineup league. But in best ball, but in a best ball league, like, are you kidding me? I'd trade a second for James Conner in a best ball league right now. Easy. How about this? James Conner <laughs> or Brian Robinson? James Conner. Okay. Come James on. Don't, don't, don't start off with the. James Conner or Khalil Herbert? James Conner. James Conner or Roshan? It's, it's like the same thing with those guys. The only thing is there might be a market with Roshan, which is more exciting somehow, but I'm, I'm still taking Connor. James Connor or Tank Bigsby? I think James Connor, but like th- those are all kind of similar where it's like you're hoping for this uh, upside and value, but you're baking into running back position dynasty value. When for me, I want to approach the position at running back a lot more, Mike, of like, what are you going to do for me in the next couple of years? Tank. Roshan and Khalil Herbert, they all may do nothing for me in the next couple of years. All right. James Conner or A.J. Dillon? A.J. Dillon. Okay. And I and, right. and you know I you know my affinity for strong hate towards A.J. Dillon, but I think he's a little uh a little safer, and I think he actually might trade me for more later if I wanted to use him as a package right. deal. You know what I mean? James Conner, people are gonna love this one. David Uh-oh. Montgomery. Mr. Mr. Rubber Band Man. <laughs> Love that. I'm taking. I'm taking. I'm taking the rubber band man. Oh, you're taking the rubber band man. Yeah. Nah, Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs looked at that, rubbing his fingers together, man, rubbing his hands together, going, "Look I, at this guy. Can't even stand up to a rubber band. He's supposed to take my job." I mean, I, I'm. I'm still going to take Demon. I think he's going to get some of that ugly work, and yeah, I'm still good with Demon. But uh, like, I, I'm. T- I'm taking James Conner on, on all those uh, like arbitrary starters that you're talking about or guys we're, we're projecting wish casting for, you know, if that makes sense. I think James Conner's a lot closer to like RB 32 than he is down at RB 39. Yes. Cause there's a lot of guys that we just wish cast like Agreed. You said, around him agree. slightly above him. I'll take James Conner over those guys, but I'm not going to get crazy. Like James Conner, or Alvin Kamara. This is easily I'll take Kamara. <laughs> right? Even if he gets suspended four games. Yep. All right. Um, 12-team Superflex, uh, start 10, this tight end premium. Thoughts on splitting Garrett Wilson into DK, into DK and Eckler? Mm. Where you at, Adam? Where you at? So, uh, I got I to hear your thoughts before I pollute you with mine. That's okay. No, I, this is one of those Rambo. Honestly, I don't know if you have the tool or not. This is where I'm going to use warp because, like, I... Like I've seen, I've seen warp charts and I've seen league settings where this would differ for me just because of, of something, especially with the market value of Garrett Wilson and how much I need elite receivers. So let me just kind of explain what I mean here. I think DK and Garrett Wilson, there's a scenario where they're pretty close in warp realistically, right? So then I think to myself, yeah, let me get the Eckler side of this deal. And it makes a ton of sense. And Eckler someone that can finish high in warp. But what I mean by that is if, when I look at this line chart, Mike, and let's say it's at one of those steep, steep lines, like this is a, if, it, if this is any type of different scoring settings than are just regular, Garrett Wilson is a guy I could trade into 
the high-end warp monsters at receiver that might really matter. So I would rather try to see if I could do something like that um, and maybe still get a plus. Like there's, there's real scenarios where you could trade a Garrett Wilson for a Cooper Cup and another running back that's probably in the same range as like an Eckler where DK is going to probably be in the range that's not really winning me a ton of uh, value on the warp chart, if that makes sense. So it's, it's not that I don't like this deal. Like there's a scenario where in a lot of different leagues, I would take this type of a deal. I just, I, to me, that's where I use a, a league tiebreaker as warp chart. Warp chart would be the tiebreaker for me too, but I am, uh, I'm kind of, I'm going to lead the, the DK and Eckler side, man. Yeah, I feel I'm it. take the two for one. Eckler's going to give me pretty damn good production at running back, good asset, and and kind of like you said, where you where you kicked it off. The only caveat I got is is a lot more people are going to want the Garrett Wilson side. That's why this is even an option, right? No, people that's exactly my point. Right? Extremely high on Garrett Wilson. So what you said, Adam, where I might want to explore just what Garrett Wilson will actually fetch me. That's like, that's the who's thing. Who's the biggest Garrett Wilson, Wilson <clears throat> truther in my entire league? Like who's really high on him, man? Uh, and, and listen, yeah. the, the Warp series, uh, Dynasty Mind Warp is going to be coming out, which if you are interested in that and Warp, uh, you, you got to check it out because we'll walk through different scenarios where I would take the Garrett Wilson side and I would basically take the DK side. But what I basically what you got to look at with the Warp chart is going to be, okay, how steep is it from, let's say, like the top five to the top 12? What's How steep and how different is that? And then also, what do the top 10, 12 look like compared to the top 24? Because... There, there's a scenario where the top five guys are so different, and let's say it's really flat from 12 to 30. Like, that means that DK's overvalued in this league because he's probably going to finish in the 10 to 12 range, and I, I'd almost rather just have Michael yeah. Pittman or something like that, right? And then in that scenario, I don't actually want the DK and Eckler side, if that makes sense. Whereas if this if the top 12 now have another gap between the top 24, okay, I'm interested in DK in this league. I, I really do use it as a tiebreaker for leagues like this where this trade is so close because – if I want the warp monsters and I have Garrett Wilson, I'd rather see if I could find one of those things that are going to plug into high, high value. Right. It's just a big question of market. And I don't know. I always kind of like DK Metcalf, man. I think he's a little bit undervalued. I love him. Some people think he's overvalued. This is kind of where we split on it, but uh, DK is pretty awesome to me. So I, anytime you send me like, I'll give you DK and a uh, top three running back, you know, for one year at least. Shit, this is tough. This is tough. I take it. The tough part is again because if also if I make that trade, like DK and Eckler are probably going to end up dying on my team. The way I value them and the way the market is, like I basically taken away my tradeability of all at all. Uh, are those the New Jerseys in the back ATM? Will they be hung up soon? The answer to the first is yes. Will they be hung up soon? The answer should be yes, but they've been down here for probably two or three weeks now, so I can't really promise that. Um, to be honest with you, we'll be getting them hung up before the season. Uh, it's something that keeps getting pushed off because when, when I come for the shit. expo and we do stuff together, I'll just there you go. If, if Mike, <laughs> if Mike's here and they're not hung up, I can guarantee you, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have Mike hang him up with me. So we no, might I'm just, just gonna we, hold on to him. During no, the- I know you're gonna do it during that, but then I'm gonna make you hang him up before we. Oh, uh, before like, we time I, like when I had to fix your light. <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm saying. You know, I, I, I got Bob the Builder here. You know. Um, oh, no. <laughs> All right, Mike, let's get to a few more here. Um, let's see what we got. I'm trying to find a good question. If you see one, Mike, just go ahead and let me know which one to pull up. Oh, uh, I was just reading the chat, man. We got There is got some wildness in this chat. I fucking love emojis. this chat. I love this chat, too. Oh, here we go. All right, what scoring settings make the positions even more in 12-team Superflex Start 10 Dynasty Startup? What are your favorite scoring settings? What what scoring settings make the positions more even? In oh, more even. Team. I misread that. Yep. Uh, points per carry definitely brings the running backs. You know, if you play in a PPR league, points per carry will bring the running backs uh, in. A, I'm not going to say more even. More even stuff because I can bring the warp lines where they're literally like right on top of each other. Half PPR does a great job of that. But you always want, if you want the positions to be valued in people's minds, to be more even, uh, like your question asked. Point per carry leagues bring the running backs above the wide receivers where people go, I know wide receivers are the long-term answer, and that's what we want, and that's safe, and running back is a year-to-year thing. But damn, look how much more of a warp advantage they give me than wide receivers. I'll take the running backs. That makes them more even in a dynasty startup. Um, Tight ends, man, it's so hard. I really, Adam, it's 
like start two tight end <clears throat> and a two PPR bonus, like a full point or a point and a half. Like it's got to be a lot for those guys to come up warp wise and be even where people go. Yeah, I should take some tight ends. I think you can do it at the elite ones if you make it a two tight end league with with a, a fairly decent premium, a point seven five or so. But even then, uh, if you're really looking at warp charts, you go, yeah, I'm good with just these <clears throat> tight end twenty two through thirty six. Right, like I'll just take some of these guys. Shout out to Dynasty Mind Warp, where we're literally gonna like. There's so many episodes in a row, back to back, that like essentially would answer this question in a long way. Um, one thing that you can think about, just so I'll give you a little sneak preview. So, six point per passing touchdown is one of the few things that's going to only only affect one position. Right. right. Anything right. else you do, pretty much, is going to affect multiple positions. So, right, even if you do point per carry, all of a sudden the Justin Fields and Lamar Jacksons of the world, boom. Anthony Richardson this year, elevate themselves way up. Boom, and you go you know, more points per catch, or you go half-tiered, so it's half of the running back, more for the receiver, or something like that. Like It's all affecting multiple positions. So one thing that you'll see to make it more even is four-point per passing touchdown makes the quarterbacks less valuable. Now, it does certain running, ba- like certain running quarterbacks, you're going to say get a small edge there. But really what it does is just bring the line down as a whole. So that and Superflex would bring it closer to the rest of the positions. And then from there, like you could really tinker with it. You're going to have to tinker pretty hard to get tight end up there. And even then when you get tight end that high, the problem is now Kelsey just destroys everything. Like you, you can't make the line of tight end go high enough to where now Kelsey's not the fucking number one pick, right? Like that's the problem with doing it that way. Him and Andrews become <laughs> ridiculous when you make all the tight ends worth more. So Tra- Travis Kelsey out there scoring thirty-seven fantasy points per game. <laughs> There's already formats out there, Mike. When you pull up warp, where Travis Kelsey is the warp one last year. And no question about it. Yeah. <laughs> so like when you bring the tight ends all the way up, you can't. You so to answer the question, you can't make tight ends as worth as much as the other ones uh, by and large. So. But the, but the four-pointer passing touchdown actually is not a format I'd like to play in. But if you wanted to make it close to even, that would be the way to do it. Not bad. Not bad. And I and I have looked at a number of them. Like I said, the, the warp graphs become almost even, dead even when it's uh, half point, you know, PPR half for, PPR. Yeah. Half PPR. And then I found if it's half PPR and you make it a point per carry league, like a point two five point per carry, you'll elevate the running backs up. Or even in a full PPR league, you'll elevate the running backs up enough where people will, in a dynasty startup, value them similarly to the same tier wide receiver. Who is going to the Fantasy Football Expo? Possibly you. <laughs> Could be you. <laughs> Y'all should Never go, man. Know. If you're If you're not going or if you're thinking about it, you're on the fence. You gotta go, man. I am so like I'm so fucking excited for the expo, bro. I'm I cannot wait, wait for this thing to come around. Yes, I know. I just got said I was I was done with <clears throat> vacation and ready to be home, but this is different. This is different. This is my guys. This is this is all the people in the fantasy space that I really love to hang with, get to meet them the one time a year, the event that uh, that Bob Long puts on the fantasy football expo. It's tremendous, it's incredible. Man. It's tremendous. And uh, this will be the first year we're gonna have a booth. We're gonna have a booth and we're gonna have a shit house. <laughs> Literally. Shit school. school. Shit school. We got a, we got we got a shit B and B and and we got a booth, man. Um Wow. It's it's Mike, that you know what that feels like? It feels like a rebuild that happened really quick, you know? The uh the South Harmon <laughs> thing. Like I didn't, uh, I didn't feel like we'd be this competitive already. Nah, we got a school. This is gonna be fun. It's kinda honestly it probably is gonna be a shit show, legitimately. Like right. I could see this getting ridiculously wild but it'll be fun as hell um all right matt matt dennis says what's up to both of us he says good to see you back all right mike let's do a last question here uh, and then we'll get out of here we're gonna go do a trade show to keep you guys informed with dynasty trades evan appreciate the question 12 team super flex starting 13 love it quarterbacks are richardson young and kyler damn okay i like it but it's one of those where like i don't see a uh a score right away you know what i mean I'm even rocking the Kyler jersey, but uh, could struggle to make the playoffs. Have AJ Brown and Smitty. Should I try to trade AJB because I have both, or is that flawed logic? You don't need to trade AJ Brown because you have both. I would say that is flawed logic. Now, having two <clears throat> receivers on the same team like this, what it's really going to do is it's going to elevate your floor because it's highly unlikely that AJ Brown and Smith both have terrible weeks. So it's going to elevate your floor, right? But what it's probably also going to do is slightly, not crazy, because these guys both can still go very, very high, but it's less likely they're both like top three. 
you know, whereas if you had, let's say, a Chase and a Jefferson or, you know, different options at wide receiver that are very high, you can you can probably have a higher ceiling. I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't trade away just because of that. But if you're in a productive struggle, like A.J. Brown probably is pretty close to Apex, and I'd be willing to trade him. So to answer the question, it's, it's like I wouldn't trade him because I just have Smitty, but I would be willing to trade him if you want to rebuild. The A.J. Brown thing I'm with um... – <clears throat> Just in general, right? If you weren't in a productive struggle, you didn't have this quarterback situation where you go like, I could make the playoffs, but like these these rookies are going to have to really produce at a clip that most rookie quarterbacks don't actually produce at. Um, I, I'm kind of with you. I would just I would explore trading away AJ Brown, and it's not because you have both of them. Like if you had, you told me I had a Lamar Jackson and Sean Watson as my two quarterbacks. I also have AJ Brown and Smitty. Would you trade one of these guys away because I have both of them? I tell you no. Like unless somebody gave me an offer that was was comparable or what I should be well, but, getting for him. But then that, but that, like that that's a separate conversation than trading right. him away because you have both, right? Like you're yeah, gonna you're gonna I'm pay me what he's worth or I'm not moving him, right? Correct, correct. <clears throat> I'm not I'm not trading him away just because I have both. They're one of the few there's not many wide receiver duos. I know we kicked this off with the new Coppins and Traylon Burks thing, but also let's think about it. Like a lot of these wide receiver duos, if you were to have both of them, it's format dependent, right? Do I have enough deep enough starters where like both of these guys matter, right? I could have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, and I'm not I'm not going like I should trade one of these guys away. It doesn't really matter because I'm probably not going to start both of them. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, yeah, you're going to start them every single week. Like you're going to start them. They're in that range. You start both of them. You will start T Higgins and Jamar Chase every single week. These are very rare groups or pairings of wide receivers. Having both of them. Not a bad thing. Uh, I got. A, I think I got a team that has T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, and I love it. I just I put them both in. I know every single week one of those wide receivers is going off, <laughs> if not both of them. If they both go off, I smash the piss out of my competition. If only one of them goes off, generally my my floor is actually really really high. Right, I might get twenty points from one, and I might get twelve points from the other. I could get twelve points out of any other wide receiver too. Like that doesn't matter to me. Right. Um, like I'm good having both of them. AJ Brown and Smitty are awesome. But to Adam's point, AJ Brown, if I was kind of in a productive struggle like you are, a little bit worried about it, at least explore. That'd be the guy that I'd put on the block and and see what people will give me. Just because I want to reset the age market, want to get out of him at peak while he's really high, highly valued. Um, keep Smitty around because he hasn't quite hit that peak yet. Yeah, a thousand percent. That's exactly that's that that's it. That's literally in in summary. That's exactly what. I would tell you here, AJ Brown is someone that like is probably going to start trending towards by the time you're ready to go. He could be trending more towards the way that we we think about like Stephon Diggs and Devontae Adams and those guys. I'm not saying he's on the cusp of that, but in two years, you're going to be looking at AJ Brown as crazy as it sounds right now as a guy that loses value in the summer just because of his age. That's kind of what I'm getting to. So if I can trade out of him for wide receiver five price and a rebuild, I'm, I'm willing to do that and then go get a high end one later. So that's the. Uh, that's the way I'd answer that question. Mike, any, anything you wanted to say before we get out of here, buddy? I mean, this was – AMA yeah. is back, man. Mike's back. He, he came home. He's coming home, man, you know? It felt good. It felt good to be back. I missed it. I know we had a rough start. We had the uh, the pre-show. That's what we're going to call it. I love pre-show. that, man. That was the pre-show. It was by design, right? We, we gave you a little little bit, and then it's like when people are all here, they get to see Fizzle's intro, you know? It's kind of like – I don't know if anybody watches it <clears> anymore, uh, but kind of like Saturday Night Live where they do the cold open – you just exactly. go right into yes. it. Yes. Thank right you. Into it. Then after the cold open, then we hit the intro and we go into it. So uh, I don't think it's going to be a thing, though, because it just it felt flat. It felt you know flat what? without Fizzle, our guy, doing the intro, hyping us up. I like this. It. Mike, it's, it's, just a, it's just one of those things we do. It's like we can have a cold open, you know, when technical difficulties come about, you know, when they, when they may arise. So uh, appreciate everybody tapping in, man. Hope you guys uh, have a great week. Uh, Sunday AMA, we're kind of coming all over the place with you as far as, you know, we're Sundays, we're Thursdays. We'll be back in the saddle Tuesdays every single week when the NFL season starts. Right now we're, you know, vacations, battling work schedules. But we'll be back to the standard Tuesday programming uh, to start the, the NFL season. But until then, we'll see you back here next week sometime. Can't give you the date for the South Harmon AMA. Love you. We're out of this thing. Peace.